0: Welcome back. This is Bear G on the radio, speaking to you tonight from my studio in the high desert of Joshua Tree, California. Kitty is right here next to me. Um, yeah. We're all here for one thing, and that is to bring an end to our suffering once and for all, and to awaken spiritually. You are in the right place. Kick back. Relax, and enjoy another episode of Padma's Podcast of Enlightenment. I was speaking with a doctor recently, a meditation teacher, actually, a healer. And I found our conversation interesting enough to uh, bring it up here, and then we'll go to some quotes from other teachers. We were discussing the nature of mind, different mindfulness practices, energy healing practice, and so much more. In the middle of our back and forth sharing potent stories of our experiences at silent retreats, my new friend got very animated, you know, he was... He was excited. He was like, w- w- if one just has the will to get started, you know, he was so passionate. I then shared my views on surrendering completely, starting with committing to the deep inner work required, later to growing spiritually, partly uh, by having a devoted practice, daily meditation, qigong, yoga, whatever suits you, all of it. I then got very animated as I continued on. Even after surrendering all of your history and all of your ideas, concepts, hopes, and fears of the future, and identifications about yourself, who you think you are and who you think you are not, finally and spontaneously spontaneously giving the opening for mystery itself to remove the veil of illusion and awaken you from the dream of samsara, the cycle of suffering. Even after giving it all away, there's always seemingly deeper and deeper and more and more surrender. After awakening the vigilance mandatory of awareness to remain to be true to truth requires yet another surrender to a new life, an ever-changing and evolving way of being, a deep spiritual life. The acceptance of having a disciplined mind and underlying priority of a commitment to self vigilance but who knew that at this level finally the sense of being easy as it is a surrender into your own self into love itself where being in spiritual practice is all that is desired the outside unlimited universe no longer matters as it is all right here in this moment now This now moment. Life becomes an experience of merely being natural, like wildlife being in nature. I've said it before we are all a water bird standing in water. It is all about meeting God and then being in loving service to that, I shared which holds all mystery in the silent emptiness of that which is before creation, I told him. Wherever that service takes you, even if it is into the jaws of your own death. He smiled, eyes glowing. We both broke out into some serious laughter and we celebrated our willingness. I shared how often I say words in threes like willingness, willingness, willingness. He brought it back to the will just to get started, uh, referencing being in service. And then he asked me what I meant by whatever that service takes you, even if it is into the jaws of your own death, you know, that I knew he would ask. And I, I to answer this question, I expressed the essence of some Buddhist philosophies including the mystical teachings of the Mahamudra and the Sojin karma and merits and future lives, the responsibility of a bodhisattva. And then I ended with the following about death. Once one has a direct realization of self and realizes that which never dies and has never been born, the idea about death changes radically. This can also help in an instant for every anyone who has the willingness to meet their death in that very moment. As it is not you who dies, only the body drops. Conscious, awakened awareness continues. Rumi calls the body a body shirt. This is the everlasting life all the religions you know advertise <clears throat> conscious awakened awareness continues when the body shirt drops there's an opportunity to awaken even deeper so I hear there is nothing to gain and nothing to lose it's all here right now you know who knew right This realization brings one to surrendering completely. Absolute abandon in the present moment. In the perfect moment. And just for being in it. For the sake of just being in it. Where you are not trying to influence any longer this moment. Or life. You're not trying to make life do what you want it to do. And you're also not resisting it. Why struggle and suffer? Here's where you have the choice of suffering or the alternative not to suffer. How you meet the present moment just as it is. Just by being who you are as mindful awareness. Acceptance. No attachments. No need to ask questions. (laughs) Just peace. Mindless peace. Empty bliss. Whatever appears or disappears stays arises or falls back away is met with empty bliss let me say that again whatever appears, disappears, stays arises or falls back away is met with empty bliss no attachments no identifications, no suffering (laughs) my friend smiled beaming the light from his teeth (laughs) he had asked me what I thought about his idea of putting together a meditation group, you know, working together to offer some healing and spiritual events here in the local community. And I smiled and said, willingness, willingness, willingness. <laughs> we celebrated and laughed, shook hands, and paused for, you know, a quick glance, imparting mutual respect and understanding. I will right, we'll take a quick break and come right back to some quotes like Muji and Buddha. Surrendering is not a weakness, it is a strength It takes tremendous strength to surrender life to the supreme To the cosmic unfolding (laughs) Yes, it is a surrendering to mystery By definition, it is yielding to the fear of the unknown It is in the resistance of letting go of what is unknown What is known this surrendering the ego's sense of control. What control? What control does the ego have? The basic ego personality is always trying to make life do what it wants it to do. This seems to always look like such things as resisting, hiding, running away from all the hurt, anger, and fear. Yet, all while fantasizing, hoping, reaching, grasping, attaching, and clinging and expecting the reaching, clinging, and expectations often end up being the same as the resisting. You know? How many workaholics work so hard because they don't want to go home? Hiding and running away from the hurt, anger, and fear of ego personality gets us all in so much trouble. Beyond the inherent survival mechanisms of the ego, you know, its fundamental function, beyond the survival strategies. The thoughts are to end the suffering and gain happiness, comfort, experiences, possessions. (laughs) These are the plans, right? To end suffering and increase comfort and achieve happiness. Finally, to end all the crap in one's life and gain power, money, sex, and the fame because that would so obviously translate into happiness <laughs> this is what the ego wants isn't it this this can be as simple as wanting or needing recognition from a parent all the way to the demanding desire to be the wealthiest or the most powerful human on the planet that kind of an exciting exacting mind always ends up in a self-destructive disaster It has to. With the ego's ego, (laughs) the superego, thinking it can control everything, the ego attempts to hold and keep control even with the never-ending failure. And it can't seem to stop. This non-stop ego, superego fixation and personality and beliefs maintains its world in place keeping everything in proper order where there is no mystery, where everything is known, where it is seemingly safe. Holding on to this way is to continue to cycle in the same old suffering ways, always digging in deeper to protect and defend, never allowing itself to meet and embrace its most profound hurt, anger, and fear fully. This is healing the past, recognizing and acknowledging the natural evolution as a person and personality. This is the ego, as it continues to hold the illusion together, paradoxically, being the source of all suffering and pointing us to what is not suffering. The ego can never just be in the absolute present moment as it is always scanning and scamming and planning, adjusting, grabbing, trying, tasting, readjusting, replanning, judging, identifying, and relocating itself compared to others. This is the ego. What are the identifications? Shame, guilt, low self-worth, envy, pity, helplessness, pride, despair, hurt, more anger, more fear, just to mention a few. The three movements of ego fixation come down to hurt, anger, and fear. These three core fixations support all the rest. But what is under all the hurt, anger, and fear of the ego? More fear. Yeah, just what you wanted to hear. Fear supports the whole of the ego structure together. It has to hold it together as if it were to fall apart it would mean all the beliefs it's willing to defend and die for could be wrong. If belief is mistaken, then what or who is right? This is assured to create intense anxiety, suspicion, and irrational distress, making everyone else wrong. This turns into expressions of rage, powerful forces, and violence. Holy wars. Yes, what is indeed under the fear that holds the ego's ideas and concepts and beliefs firm in place? What is that? What is indeed under the fear that holds the ego in place? What is revealed when the veil is removed, which is then realized as self? What is revealed when the veil is removed is self the open secret of who you really are. That which is expressed by the mystics and poets from the beginning of beginningless time. Love. That which you have tasted and longed for. Love. Is all it ends up being. An overwhelming, overpowering, untouched, unstained love. Fear is mind-created and doesn't even exist in the light of truth. Fear, that which supports the illusory structures of ego, ends up not being real. This is my personal direct experience, and I have helped others have this direct experience of what as well. Love is all there is, which means when one gets temporarily confused, love is the answer to everything. Teacher be love itself. <laughs> yeah. Let your teacher be love itself, right? Love is all there is, which means when one gets temporarily confused, love is the answer to everything. And then Rumi says, Let your teacher be love itself. Love itself. You know, wow, that really feels good. So is Rumi suggesting we surrender to love itself? What love? Where is it? This is not romantic love, yet it is being with the beloved, in fact, in union with God. That love. Grace. But the ego has death grips held on its beliefs. Just as a snake sheds its skin, we must shed our past over and over again. The Buddha. Just as a snake sheds its skin, we must shed our past over and over again. Buddha. This can happen layer by layer. (laughs) Once one has the willingness to get started on their inner journey, that starts with the willingness to accept that at least some of what the ego has built its belief structures on could be faulty. Faulty like the cracks in the concrete foundation, the fault lines which could open up and swallow everything you have built with all your efforts. Yet it is not your fault. (laughs) The foundation was created in childhood by a child with particular situations and circumstances. So be gentle with yourself. Embrace your process with compassion and loving kindness. Be kind to yourself. As the snake sheds layers and layers of skin, it grows most magnificent in color and size and presence. As once one opens up to God in this way, as the structures crack open and come down, the light rays, finding their way, shine in and tease one with small tastes of God's bliss. (laughs) One taste is all it takes. When one has just a glimpse of truth, nothing else matters but satsang. (laughs) Satsang, the teacher, the teachings, the truth community, you know? As in Buddhism, it's all about the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. The Buddha, the teacher, the Dharma, the truth, the Sangha, the community. Where one is in the satsang hall with the family and the community of spiritual seekers, all sitting in the presence of a true teacher, a final teacher, a Satguru, the one who can recognize in an instant precisely who you are and just how to swing that blazing sword of truth to cut through the illusion you have been hanging on to so long, right? Cut off the head. This is is what I meant by a true teacher. Yet the ego wants its life back and has learned to create all new dirty tricks for this newfound revolutionary revelation of a spiritual life. This then takes vigilance, even more vigilance. One must keep their eye on the ball. The vigilance mandatory of awareness to remain to be true to truth. Right? Remember? Oh, we, oui, we. Oui. Disciplines and devotees what are most of them doing? Worshiping the teapot instead of drinking the tea? Wee, wee. Disciples and devotees, what are most of them doing? Worshipping the teapot instead of drinking the tea? Well now I say five words. <laughs> willingness, willingness, willingness. no excuses. As one defaults into old patterns. Let the old enemy be the ally now and remind you ever so gently that God's self-love itself is who you really are and that one must look at all of life as a witness with the eyes of God. I'll say it again. When you default into your old patterns that sabotage your life's best intentions, look at them not as an enemy but the ally now that is reminding you to... Be mindful to spend your time with self, love itself as who you are, to remind yourself to look at life as a witness with the eyes of God. When the early monks only had to ponder or wander once a day into town with their personal food bowl to seek a meal from a householder, it was seemingly easier than it is for all of us in today's world. <laughs> the rest of their day was spent sitting with the Buddha in a sangha, listening to the teachings, learning, and meditating. How sweet. Undoubtedly easier to nurture their awakening, I mean, you know, compared to the challenging world we, we live in today. Right? The life of the modern-day householder mystic, juggling work, rent, bills, car repairs, family, divorce, Loss children, education, health issues, health care, crime, addiction, abuse, politics, a world at war, and all the rest of the unexpected shit that hits a fan all at once in life? Was the Buddha speaking to the people of his time, and their challenges are, or are his teachings timeless? The Buddha: be soft. Do not let the world make you hard. Do not let pain make you hate. Do not let the bitterness steal your sweetness. The Buddha, be soft. Do not let the world make you hard. Do not let pain make you hate. Do not let the bitterness steal your sweetness. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to go by or find or redefine. <laughs> this is it right now. This is such a surprise. Nowhere. Now here. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to spend any money on. Stop. Be still. And be right back. Awakening from the illusory dream happens in stopping the search and realizing enlightenment has been here all along. (laughs) All of life has been trying to point this out to you. The awakening from the dream happens in stopping the search, it's not outside of you. And realizing enlightenment, you know. creates this idea of so much struggle. All of life has been trying to point this to you. All the suffering points to not suffering, to seeking what is non-suffering. The suffering points to what is not suffering, and when one pays attention to this at a deep level, there is the opportunity for healing and awakening. Healing leads one to have the great good luck to accept the idea of awakening when they have the great good luck to first hear about it. I'll say it again. Healing leads one to have the great good luck to accept the idea of awakening when they have the great good luck to first hear about it. Healing leads one to the good news of spiritual awakening and enlightenment. Be my children. Whatever is happening is the path to enlightenment (laughs) whatever is happening is the path to enlightenment there is nowhere to go nothing else to do be who you are no effort required you know be here now kind of thing Gangaji the love that you search for everywhere is already present within you yes the love that you search for everywhere is already present within you life and love and the pursuit of happiness are God-given right well pursuit the pursuit of happiness ends up being the desire to end all desires to awaken spiritually just be still silent you know not know this is the stop that i so so speak of so often stop come to a full stop finally be simply Awareness itself, no ideas, no concepts, no identification, the world will not self-destruct if you allow your ego to let go for just a split second. It is so much more work to continue to hold it all together in a way that makes sense of reality for you. Do not allow ego to follow and grab thoughts as they arise. Just relax and let thoughts arise and effortlessly fall back to where they came from. What comes and goes is not real. The body shirt drops. What comes and goes is not real. That which remains is the truth of being. The silence. Imagine that silence is the continuity of the wholeness it's right here right now and everything stillness penetrates everything <clears throat> thoughts too are revealed to not be real just be a witness to conscious awareness this is who you are you are not your name nor your job nor your gender nor your accomplishments you are not your thoughts. you're not your body. You are effortless awareness. Rumi, know then that the body is merely a garment. Go seek the wear, not the cloak. Who's the wear? Who's inside you looking? With that said, what then is life here on Earth all about, right? What is the meaning of life? Jesus was not sent here to teach the people to build magnificent churches and temples amidst the cold, wretched huts. He came to make the human heart a temple. And the soul an altar. And the mind a priest. Kahil Gibran. Again, Jesus was not sent here to teach the people to build magnificent churches and temples amidst the cold, wretched huts. He came to make the human heart a temple, and the soul an altar, and the mind a priest. Kahil Gibran, the human heart a temple, and the soul an altar, and the mind a priest. This shows up for all mystics as effortless expressions of trust, Compassion, loving kindness, and the pointing to the truth of being—all within the greatest of gratitude. The heart is a temple, and the soul an altar, and the mind a priest. Love itself, in the bliss of being, one with the absolute now. Love, given away, only returns somehow to even be more love. The more you give away, the more you receive. This is creation itself. Love is the glue of the universe, binding and holding together all form. The attracting force, calling us all to wake up. Love, (laughs) love is calling us home. Whatever happens to you in your life, remember it is all love. Love wears many disguises. I often call it two faces of grace. Shams of Trebris, whatever happens to you, don't fall in despair. Even if all the doors are closed, a secret path will be there for you that no one else knows. You can't see it yet, but so many paradises are at the end of this path. Be grateful. It is easy to think after obtaining what you want. Think. Before having what you want. Shams of Tabriz, thank you. Thank you for letting me share and be in your life in this way. (laughs) I pray that was as good for you as it was for me. And if you like this that we're doing here, Ellie, Kitty, and I, please share it. And great gratitude, sweet blessings, and all love. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful to be used in this way to help in some way all those who choose to listen. Truly, thank you again. If you'd like to support the further adventures of the Alley Kitty Master and her pet bear There's a way here to do that. Three clicks and you're done. Yeah, thank you, really, truly thank you. We are all gathered together here for spiritual awakening. Again, you are in the right place. Thank you. Follow me on Facebook and check out Behrji.org blessings and all love this is baraday on the radio